Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Jennifer White, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. Barry White, getting real sensual up in here for... Episode 69 of The Jake Brown Show. Let it rock a little bit. Radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. We had to bring out the 70s soul for this one. Oh, man. You would think Barry White's our guest, but it's Jennifer. His long-lost porn star cousin. His long-lost skinny white girl that loves gangbangs cousin, Jennifer White is on the show today. Barry White is rolling in his grave, but Barry White is still alive. Is he live, Brian Corson? I believe so. Let's double check. I think he's Yeah, alive. let me look that one up. We'll look it up. But this is the Jake Brown Show, episode 69. We have a special 69-minute episode for you today. We're going to try and pull it off, trying to get this thing 69 minutes for episode 69. So I had to bring on porn star Jennifer White, who has been on Brown and Scoop before. And ladies. And we know that you may have seen her work. If you watch porn, maybe you've seen her work. Maybe not. Not everyone knows porn stars. They just watch porn. They don't know the actual names of who's who. Besides one that we've had on in way back, Lisa Ann on the Brown and Troop days. But not everyone is into certain porn stars. But Jennifer White joins us. Uh, we thought it would be in studio for episode 69. She will be in New York City. Arri- she just arrived, essentially just landed. Um, probably going to text text me any minute saying she landed. I thought she was coming in studio. We tweeted that she was in studio. She misinterpreted that. Instead, it's going to be a phone interview. Either way, there is a porn star on the show, just not in person. Would have been nice to have her live and in in living. I know everyone here would have been excited to have her come, even though she probably wouldn't be dialed up to the max. Uh, But which is fine. Not not makeup shaming or anything here. Uh, Something else. You know, this is going to be a show not just really, but it's be a lot about other things. People enjoy when I talk about life things and entertainment versus sports. Because uh, they could get that anywhere, but they can't get the lifestyle talk like they get it here. Because we'll talk about Sunday night's episode of The Bachelor as well, which I did watch. My roommate was watching. I said, you know what? I'll watch this. And it is just ridiculous. I have some things to go off on that. It's going to be a long JB's beef, which is how we're going to open the show today. We're going to open it with JB's beef, uh, which... We have not done before. We're bringing it back because there's just so many things that I need to get off my chest. And that's how we're going to open the episode. Later on, we'll tell you legal analyst Amy Dash, friend of the program, CBS Sports radio analyst, and she does the show Straight Aim, uh, Westwood One Sports. She's going to join us, and uh, she talks about everything going on with the NCAA and just the disaster 
that has happened and just all these names coming out and players getting paid and a lot of stuff that we knew, but now it, it's really out and in, and in the flesh. So we'll talk with her about that later on the show. We will end the show the 69th minute. We'll finish with Jennifer White. So it's only right that a lady who is used to performing 69 will be in the 69th minute of episode 69. I felt I had to do it justice. Um, I did watch her work over the weekend just to make sure I, I know what to talk about. You know, you got to you, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta know. And uh, I haven't seen her before. It's research. Yeah, it's just research and for research purposes. Um, safe search off and all that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> again, Jake Brown Show, Radio.com, iTunes, Spotify. We're going to open with JB's Beef. A lot of things happened in this past week that I have to dive into uh, because it's a segment that has been long overdue. I like to complain about certain things, but this time we got to bring it back. It's time for JB's Beef. First off, let, let's start with this because it just happened before I got to the studio. Listen, McDonald's is considered a fast food restaurant. It's considered you go there to get a quick food and get out. What I did before I came here, I picked up 20-piece nuggets, got a drink, brought it on the train to come here. So I already had McDonald's. I get to the city. It's already hot. It's 55 degrees today. It's a nice day. I consider 55 like summer. When it's 55 in February, I almost wore shorts today. I ended up wearing pants, but I wore a sweater and took it off because it was too hot. So I got McDonald's. I, I get to the city. I see an express McDonald's when I get off the train. So I don't know what an express McDonald's is. Um, I could say I'm not a huge fan of it after my experience, but McDonald's is already express. You already think, you know what, it's a fast food place. Why are they making a miniature version of a McDonald's called the express McDonald's? It was very small. You walk in. it was. It's like a little... Uh, walk in and walk out. It's a quick place. But on top of that, they had an express menu. And I only went into McDonald's for a second time in an hour, which is is usually just ridiculous and, and shows how fat I am. But I was craving a McFlurry. It was very nice and it was hot. And I'll, t- I'll talk about Baskin-Robbins in a bit. But I had their milkshake and I hated it last week. So I'm like, I need a McFlurry. This express McDonald's did not have McFlurries. On the menu. Now listen, it's already ludicrous that there is a McDonald's that's called an Express McDonald's. Because a regular McDonald's is already an Express McDonald's. You're getting it quick. But on top of that, when all I needed was a Oreo McFlurry, you don't even have it on the menu. I'm looking at the menu and you see like apple pies and you see McNuggets, whatever, burgers, fries, but no McFlurry. If you're going to have the audacity to call an Express McDonald's, give me an Express McFlurry. How insane is it that they're going to limit their menu and on a hot, beautiful day like today when I'm probably not the only one that wants a McFlurry. I'm sure there's other people. But I'm sure there's other people that want a McFlurry. How do you not have it? Come on, son. How? It, it just doesn't seem possible. So that got me riled up. A very first world problem, but I've just never seen an Express McDonald's. Have you seen one, Corson? Have you ever noticed an ex- Express? Yeah, I've seen it. You, you told me the one that's like two blocks from here. Yeah, on house. That's an I Express? Mean. Yeah, it's Express. They have oh. a limited menu and no McFlurry. 
Huh. Uh, I, I've been in that that, that uh, location before. I've not noticed they didn't have McFlurries, but it's a little disappointing, I suppose. You notice how small it is. It's like you walk in and there's no tables or anything. You just walk in and get out Well, of the it. tables are upstairs. Oh, okay. Still, <laughs> have a freaking McFlurry. Get a clue! Maybe the machine's out for servicing until the spring. Oh, that building should be out of service for, did they, forever. Did they, did they have the Szechuan sauce at least? I don't. I didn't check on that. <laughs> I just wanted to make McFlurry. I look at the menu. I'm like, sh- I literally left and said, "Sheesh, how did you not have that?" Well, you know how that came back, right? The Szechuan sauce, all that crap. I only have barbecue, so I don't even know what that is. Szechuan. Rick and Morty. Mm. No, nothing. I don't watch Rick and Morty. Big thing. There was a whole bit in the show, uh, and fans got a little crazy about it. And they actually brought the sauce back. They brought it back. They're very limited. People like got real crazy over, it, like way overhyped. And now they brought it back for like for real, for like everywhere. But people are still having trouble finding it. Well, it's but probably too express for the, for ha- to have the sauce, the <laughs> Szechuan sauce. Come on, son. I mean, just get a clue. Part two. It's time for JB's beef. I told you I got a lot of beef today. And speaking of, I said before, Baskin Robbins. As we start with the food categories here, Baskin Robbins down the street on Hudson Street last week. When it was the day when it was 65 to 70 degrees outside, I'm like, I need a milkshake. I didn't realize Baskin Robbins, I guess they do have milkshakes. They did not have vanilla ice cream. Now, I know you and other people want to hate and say, why are you getting vanilla? Get a different flavor. But vanilla and chocolate are the two most ordered flavors in the history of this great country. Those are the top two flavors. How are you going to run out, mind you, at 1 p.m.? 1 p.m. of vanilla ice cream at a Baskin-Robbins. How is that possible? Come on, son. I suppose you can argue that uh, a mil- for a milkshake, those are good flavors to have. Because sometimes you don't want little bits of things in there. Get out. But still, um, I don't know. Vanilla, come on. Hello? <laughs> Hello? It's vanilla! That's like, that, for me, that's going to, which happened to me once, that is going to KFC and not having chicken. Yeah. I went to KFC, yeah. they didn't have chicken. A Baskin Robbins without vanilla is a freaking KFC without chicken. It's a Popeyes without a biscuit. It's a Boston market without a rotisserie. It's a porn video without porn. It's a strip club without strippers. <laughs> All right, you win. You got me with the biscuit. Where'd you find this one? I mean, come on. I mean, you could go on the analogies you want. You got to have vanilla ice cream if you're Baskin Robbins. You're already a subpar ice cream place. Very average. Much rather go to Carvel. Which, by the way, they took it away from my my Flushing Queens. was a Subway and a Carvel. I always get a Moray's, my pizza spot, and Carvel. They took it away because the Carvel wasn't doing too well. That's what happens when you don't give it its own shine and put it next to a smelly Subway. Subway sandwich shop, I should say. And Baskin-Robbins is already like the place you go to when the other places are closed or if Cold Stone is closed, which I always call Stone Cold by accident. (laughs) But you just can't go without vanilla. It it, it was an embarrassment. So then I end up going to Baskin-Robbins Another time, one by my work by MLB in Chelsea, and 
they kind of ran out of vanilla. All they had was the vanilla. They he's like, oh wait, I have it, and they had it in like a tub. They didn't have it in the big white tub that you know you, you're looking at the flavors. They yeah. had it like in the one that comes out of a freezer that you could buy at like Stop and Shop. And he literally took that and dumped it into the thing, and it was just a terrible milkshake. I had a vanilla milkshake. I didn't even eat. it. I threw it out. I should have gave it to a bum or something, and have him enjoy it because I didn't. My bougie ass didn't enjoy it. Come on, son. I mean, it was a disaster. I could have went to Stop and Shop and got what they gave me. It was one. It was like a little bit bigger than the one you would get at the store, like a Hagen Dazs brand. It was like this big, but it was a tub. And he's going like this and dumping in the milk. I'm like, where's the professionalism? No wonder why this Baskin Robbins had one star on Google. Come on, son. Fly up or get flown over. It's it's just. Unbelievable how a an establishment like that can get away with it. It's inexcusable. And it had me fired up. But I was more mad that they didn't have vanilla. The, the second one, it was just a bad milkshake, and I learned my lesson to not get a milkshake from Baskin-Robbins. But still, just unreal. I mean, I, 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 sometimes you just can't believe your eyes, and I couldn't. And you know what? Baskin-Robbins lost a customer. I almost thought about going back today and seeing, just for research purposes. I'm doing a lot of research for this show. Watching porn, going to ice cream places, seeing Black Panther, which we'll talk about as well. Um, and we'll talk about Game Night. One of the funniest movies I have ever seen. You know, I keep hearing that's really good. I haven't had a chance yet. We'll get into that for sure. But Baskin-Robbins, you suck. Get out. Just go. You thought I was finished, but we ain't done yet. It's time for JB's Beef. Listen, it is nice out today. We talked about this. It was nice last week. I wanted the milkshake. It was, I got my Bill Clinton on here as we're on Facebook Live. Make sure you like us on Facebook and we're on Twitter as well. People wearing winter coats when it is 70 degrees outside makes me think, one, you're an idiot. Two, you didn't check the freaking weather. Last week, I'm seeing people out here in parkas when it's 65, 70 degrees outside. How are you not sweating your titties off? How are you not sweating your balls off with these coats, with scarves, and winter hats? It is way too hot for that. Today, I had a little sweater over this shirt, and I was sweating in 55 degrees. Listen, I'm fatter than probably an average person, and I'm surely hairier. Need to get my, I might shave my chest and front side soon. Might have someone try and shave my back soon. If anyone's willing, you're welcome to do that because waxing is expensive and it hurts. That's besides the point. Ladies. <laughs> but you have to check the weather. I don't know why it's such a pet peeve of mine, but even today, 55, which isn't as warm as it was last week, it bothers me when people are bundled up. Are they really cold? It's so hot out. I, I saw people with those Canada Goose jackets today. and I was. Doesn't it kind of bother you inside? Like, it's a very minor thing but it's a pet peeve of mine because it's like 
don't you realize before you go out like what to wear? Well, okay, it, it was when I left the house this morning. It was still like thirty five or so. That so, part I understand, but when I see people wearing them at like when I'm out here at one o'clock, I don't yeah, get it. It's too yeah. hot. Yeah. At least take it off and hold it. Maybe people don't like holding things, which I don't like holding things either. That's the only side I kind of understand because it is cold in the morning, and I guess if you're if you're going to be out, say till ten, eleven o'clock or whatever, it's cold and a little cold at night. But even the day when it was 70 or 65 at night, it was like a low of 55 or 60. So it wasn't that cold at night. I slept with the windows open at night. I slept with the window open last night, and it was 40s. So, listen, I probably get sweatier and hotter than the average person, and I'm not going to deny that. But people need to just get a freaking clue. I mean, pay attention. It really is not that hard. To go before you check, check the weather, see what's up. For you to just do it with no regard for human life is just pathetic. And it, it, I don't know why. It just got me really mad. And it's happening again. And it's it's too much for me to handle every day seeing people like that. Come on, son. You thought I was finished. But there's more. It's time for JB's Beef. Part four of JB's Beef. 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 Part four of JB's Beef. And I talked about it a little bit before. The Bachelor. Let me tell you about this show. And why I can't watch it, really. I watched the one episode. And sure, it was entertaining. It was like, you know what? This is kind of funny at times. There is so much BS, Brian, behind this show. I can imagine. It is so full of you-know-what. It's so full of what comes out of your butt on the toilet that it it's impossible to watch weekly. And I understand girls do. I, like, I understand girls like it. I'll watch it with a girl. Whatever. It's entertaining at times. But these chicks are so freaking fake on this show. You want to just vomit. And I think the one girl's name was, I'll have to check, because I was live tweeting it. There are people enjoying my Bachelor live tweets. Um, but I think her name was Crystal. And she was nauseating, absolutely nauseating. Clearly, clearly acting. Like, clearly, no, she's on TV and acting it out. Her name is Crystal. And I said, she's nauseating. Get her out of here. The worst. And people were saying they want her on Bachelor in Paradise. Our friend Lindsay said her voice makes me want to drown myself. And I had the same feeling. It makes you want to drown yourself in liquor. I mean, get out. it was too much for me to handle. She was so fake, so baloney. On top of that, I guess we'll call this part two of part five. It's time. For JB's B. Is this old guy the best looking dude they could get for the show? The guy's got gray hair. He's boring as hell. He just sucks. And he's the lead of The Bachelor. I've said this and I'll say it again. I want a plus size edition of The Bachelor sponsored by Lane Bryan. And I will audition myself to be the star of the show. Wait, 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 wait. But you actually have to have money to be on these shows, I thought. We'll, we'll take a little, <laughs> take a guy part time does a podcast. Like, no, we're gonna do the less 
rich version plus-sized edition of The Bachelor featuring Jake Brown. Give me the curvy girls. I'll take them. So what you lack in money, you make up for in weight. Yes. More weight, less money. <laughs> Next on ABC. This guy is not even good looking. And you know these girls are, are full of you know what when they say, oh, I'm, I'm so in love. I've never been in this love. This guy sucks. He's boring. He's got gray hair. Get some just for men. I'd rather be in my 30s bald than have gray hair. You know what? Some girls like a guy with gray hair and they, they're like him wise. This guy is not even attractive. I'll say if a guy is attractive, this loser, this bum ain't attractive. I don't care what money he has. He's boring and he sucks. And he's a star of this show that everyone watches. And it seems like they just put a cast of characters together that'll be better for TV. There's so many better looking guys than, than that dude out there. Get him on my TV set. And now they're left with two. There's two left. Can you can you play the music again? I wanna I wanna set the scene to the to the soul music we just had to the Bachelor, because um, I th- I think w- the world needs to know what's left of this of this program in the final episode, because uh, I believe there are two remaining. Oh yeah, two girls remain. By the way, Barry White is dead. R.I.P. Barry White. When did he die? Do you know? Two thousand three. Damn it, it's been a while. All right, we'll do this for you, Barry. Two girls remain. One blonde, one brunette. What's left? Two girls, one bum. One guy that could use just for men hair color in the nick of an eye. Does it end with two girls, one guy in one bed? Or does it end with a romantic couple that breaks up months after the show just to realize they did the show just to get famous? And get checks. That is the question. Do any of these couples ever fall in love after the show? No. It's only happened once in 22 seasons of the stupid show. Literally one married couple in the history of the program. Further showing that all of it is full of crap. But man, does it sound... Does the episode make it like a Barry White song? You think it's a it's a candlelit dinner and a moonlight view, but instead, it's the chase for fame, the chase for fake love, in the words of Drizzy Drake, and the chase for something that won't last more than one year, as they try and collect checks for the rest of their life from one stupid TV program. That somehow gets rating and trends on Twitter. This is The Bachelor Plus Size Edition, starring Jake Brown, sponsored by Lane Bryant. This is The Jake Brown Show, radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. That is our beef for the week. Actually, you know what? I got a part five. It's time for JB's Beef. I told you, I had a lot to lay out there today. This one's a little bit more minor. But I saw Black Panther Saturday night, eleven ten, and a family, I don't know if it was a couple I didn't see because it's dark, brings a child to an eleven ten Black Panther 
Listen, you're you could chime in because you're a, you're a father. You know how this is. To an eleven ten Black Panther, which I think is rated R, might be PG thirteen. I don't remember PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Brought a child throughout the movie. This baby or one year old, two year old. I don't know. It was a couple years old. Is crying in an eleven ten Black Panther on a Saturday night. Get a sitter, get grandma, get someone, get gramps, get a friend, take care of your freaking kid. It's a Saturday night at an action movie that is sold out, not a scene in the house, and your stupid kid is crying in the middle of a movie that people have been talking about for the last decade. Come on, son. You can't bring your kid to a movie at that time one to that movie, to that scene, and a week after it just came out. Be a better parent. This isn't Peter Rabbit. It's Black Panther. If you brought your kid to an 1110 Peter Rabbit, I'd expect the kids in the crowd to laugh when the baby cries. But when you bring him to a Black Panther, you want to throw that kid out of the damn theater. I don't know if I went up here, here, here or not, but I saw it the second day it was out in the morning... But there was an infant, like infant as in like cradled and like swaddled in a little thing. But they had a pacifier. Yeah. So it's like, no, all right, no, no, you no, no. You still it. scream. No, no, you no. You heard no. it. You still heard the baby. But it's packed theater, second day of the showing. Not not a one-year-old, not a two Like, you're talking like six months or less. That is disgraceful <laughs> as well. But you said it was in the morning. So that's it was at least the, more it was still, still packed. Still and packed. Were people, sold out theater. Were people complaining or like, did, were you mad? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't get up and say anything about it, but well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of rude <laughs> if you do that, but it's still annoying, and that excuse me makes more sense because it's a, it's a, it's the morning. It's like, all right, you know what? It's the morning. It's hard sometimes to get you know a, a babysitter in the morning, but this is eleven ten on a Saturday, man. That is also inexcusable and shouldn't be done. It shouldn't be done at any point. For especially that kind of movie, again, Peter Rabbit, sure, early man. I went to try and see Black Panther President's Day, sold out, so I saw early man, that new like Wallace and Gromit kind of movie. Okay, yeah. And it was okay. I mean, it was a little corny, but it was okay. And that's when I'm like, all right, I could deal with a baby crying. But I ain't seeing the movie that everyone's talking about that's been sold out for every day for the first week. A week later, it was still sold out that night. I don't want to hear your baby crying. It's already 100 degrees in the theater. And there's already a thousand people in the theater. You're already sweating your balls off. You don't want to deal with a kid crying while you're trying to enjoy the movie. It's already loud enough. I know I'm loud chewing. I got my Airheads Extreme Bites. I got popcorn. You're opening candy. It, that's already loud enough. But when you add a baby crying to the element, it just sucks. But it happens. It happened to you the second day it came out. Again, morning is different. I'm talking about a late night. Not even like a 9 p.m. movie, 7 p.m. It's 11.10. It's almost too late for me and I'm 27 years old. I'm an old man. Like that, I mean, people were, people were napping. I mean, it gets late. You don't expect a kid there. And they, I think there was a couple times they brought him out. I don't know, they spanked him or put a new diaper on or something. <laughs> I mean, take the shoe out. My dad once, when I was like a kid, hit, hit me with a shoe. None, this is, listen, my dad was an abuser or anything. There's one time he hit me with a shoe and it hurt. <laughs> what prompted the shoe beating? I probably was disrespectful or something. It was just one hit to the shoe to my thigh. Oh, my God, it hurt. <laughs> I mean, every kid gets that. I think every kid gets hit, like, not, yeah. like, aggressively, but it just happens. Sometimes you got to keep your kid in line, so you hit him with a shoe. 
I remember a story my mom always told me when I was younger. I uh, I was screaming in a Toys R Us. I was like five, and she hit me, and someone actually it's like, "Good for you. I'm glad you did that." Nobody I, is congratulated. safe. Nobody <laughs> is safe. This is a drop for everything. <laughs> Nobody's safe from the dad. Yes, I, I was not safe. Yeah. Nobody is safe. Yeah, it it, it didn't feel good, but uh, you know what. This is a long JB's beef. I didn't expect to do this much of the show on it, but there's just so many things that needed to be unleashed. I think that's my final beef. I got to think. Was there any anything else? You know what? Let's do a part six. It's time for <laughs> JB's beef. This should be the 69th beef show featuring porn star Jennifer White and Amy Dash. I This is a minor one. Probably doesn't even need to be said. I hate when people, when you're not even at the stop or close to the train stop, get all, get up and they they get to the door and try to, well, this part is a little annoying. The other part is a little annoying. They go to the door and then once it stops, they go flying because they're an idiot and should have waited anyway. That I hate. But then when everyone's blocking the door, when you're trying to get off the train, it's like, can I get out? What rush are you in? The train isn't going to leave. Don't worry. You're going to get your seat. You're going to get in. Why? Like, there's a group of people you're trying to get out. It's like I, I've i almost tr- I've tackled a couple people when I try to get out. You just you hit them with an elbow. You give them a little Carl Malone. Because isn't that frustrating when someone's just a group of people to block the door? Can you just be show some courtesy no, no, this, in New York City, please? This is, this is what happens in New York City and, and even in Jersey on the path train. People get on the train. And the seats are taken, so they all congregate by the doors. No one will stand in front of the seats. They all stand by the doors. So you can't get in, you can't get out, and no one will move. Mm-hmm. It, it's so disrespectful. It's just like, show some class. It's annoying, frustrating. So I think that is my final beef. Six-part beef session today. My flick it a flick it a week is game time. I did it again. I keep calling it game time, and it's game night. I'm thinking of a former sponsor, games, Game Time app. One of the funniest movies I have ever seen, you have to see it. Jason Bateman is already a funny guy. You know you know Jason Bateman. Um, but just every scene was so funny. So essentially it's about a... They're jealous. Uh, the, so Jason Bateman's brother, everyone's jealous of. They think he's this rich guy, has all this car. They love him. So they have game night every week at their house. He shows up in his car one week loud. They get the Jesse Plemons, who is unbelievably funny, probably the best part of the movie, is the next door neighbor. He's a cop, and they never invite him because he's weird. Uh, he's he his wife divorced him, but he was obsessed with her. But I guess he was crazy. So the brother comes. And he sets up his own uh, game night at his big house that he like rented for the night or something. And they they try and set up a mur- like a kind of a murder mystery, a, a a very different kind of game night. And the winner will get his car, his Stingray or whatever car it was. It was an old car. And it ends up he ends up being a troublemaker, and he lied about how he got rich and stuff, and he was. In trouble, and the whole thing is amazing. They all think they're part of the game. They're like, "All right, we're gonna win the car," but this was all real. Him getting beat up and taken away is all real, and just the scene, everything that happens is unbelievable. Like I couldn't stop laughing. I saw it on a first date, actually. 
and I could have added this to the beef, but uh, it's kind of mean. But I hate. Listen, I laugh pretty loud sometimes in the movies. I hate the people who just one laugh at things that aren't that funny and just die laughing, and then it leads to everyone laughing at that person laughing. But this girl was laughing obnoxiously to the point like where you're kind of embarrassed to be with them. <laughs> ladies i mean it got to that point it wasn't that big of a beef but you know those people who laugh obnoxiously in the movie and oh, you're like yeah. all right relax like settle down or like your your laugh is just annoying i had one of those but other than that incredible and jesse Plum, i mean the guy deserves an award rachel mcadams is great and i'm telling you you have to see this movie course like it is Unbelievable. And Billy Magnuson was like the, the dumb guy in the movie. He was great. Uh, Lamorne Morris was good. I mean, the whole cast was really good. And I couldn't believe how funny it was. It was like really, well, at least in recent memory, one of the funniest movies I've seen. So that is my flick of the week. Black Panther. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like an iconic Marvel movie like everyone's saying. Um, I think it's history because it's obviously – a largely African-American uh, cast, which I think is good. And that's what maybe made it different from normal Marvel Marvel movies. It didn't feel like a Marvel movie throughout. It was a little different. I don't think that's a bad thing. It was good. I just didn't think it was like this legendary all-time movie like everyone's saying. Do you agree with that? I, I do agree with that. Um, the way I, I tend to think about it and is... you're a big Marvel guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, if... You got to imagine you being like a young African-American kid watching that movie and thinking like, holy crap, like, you know, this is for me. This is my movie. This is made for me. Mm-hmm. We've had a billion of those, you know, like they, they mm-hmm. don't have like this. This is a huge deal. And I, I get that. I absolutely get that. I thought it was a really good, solid movie. Like no, no yeah. complaints at all. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think it's it, it maybe it's a little overhyped. It was. And I could see that your point saying like. Black people, I mean, they they haven't had a Marvel I mean, black cast. It's 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 iconic. It's I mean, it's history in the making. But the deal. movie itself wasn't like this iconic movie. Same deal with Wonder Woman, really. Um, you know, just that's what me and Pat talked about. Like, it was, yeah, the woman loved that. Culturally, very significant. Although mm-hmm. the 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 last third of that movie was kind of bad, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, cultural the cultural significance is palpable. Yeah, so I think culturally, it's iconic. The movie itself, not as iconic as the hype uh, that led up to it. So that is my Flick of the Week, Black Panther in review, JB's Beef. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. Follow the show at Jake Brown Show. We're gonna, we have Jennifer White, porn star, finishing up the 69th episode, the nicest episode of the show. And remember, there have been more than 69 podcasts, but this is the 69th show episode. Uh, the others are strictly guest episodes. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to have Jennifer White... Wrap up the show. I'm going to come back from this interview, uh, talk a little sports. But right now, we have to talk with Amy Dash, CBS Sports Radio legal analyst, host of the new podcast, Straight Aim, where her new episode has Rick Patino's lawyer on. Me and Amy discuss the absolute disaster that's happened with college basketball in the NCAA and stuff that we kind of knew about but now that has come out in the forefront with uh, Coach Miller and Arizona and, and players getting paid and, and everyone getting wiretapped and really college basketball, a ton of teams kind of in deep doo-doo right now. We'll talk right now with Amy Dash, Amy Dash TV on Twitter. She joins the Jake Brown Show 
next right here on Radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. This is CBS Sports Radio legal analyst Amy Dash, also the head of Straight Aim, the newest, coolest podcast. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And we're back on The Jake Brown Show, Radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. A fellow new podcaster calls her show the greatest. It is Top Dars, <laughs> uh, host of Straight Aim with Westwood One. You could get it on iTunes as well. Amy Dash, who've, who's been on the program and in studio before at our old studios, Midtown, Amy Dash TV on Twitter. Amy, what's going on? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Welcome to the podcast world. It's it's a scary world out there. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me back on yours. I appreciate it. Yeah. There's there's so many of us, and I know you record right here too. Um, get it wherever podcasts are heard, as we like to say. Um, and I want to talk about uh, what's going on in your recent guest that you had on. You had Rick Patino's lawyer on your newest episode. Uh, this is just uh, so many shenanigans now with college basketball. And some of this stuff, Amy, I think we knew was happening on the side, but now it's come out into the daylight. Uh, what did you get from uh, talking with Rick Patino's lawyer? Well, you'll have to tune into my podcast, Dream, <laughs> to hear all of it. But the gist of it is we talk about whether, in fact, we believe that these um, the allegations that are directed at the coaches and the players, whether those are just NCAA violations or whether they're actually criminal acts. So we talk about it in terms of players accepting meals, players accepting money to be diverted to certain schools or to sign with certain agents, and also, of course, the coaches that are actually being charged right now and whether more people could be charged in the future. How does this end? Is it uh, criminal or is it just a violation? Do you guys do you see these guys like a Sean Miller, Arizona head coach, just losing their job, or do you see them getting jail time? Well, that all depends on the court. So I lean more towards these just being NCAA violations, and that's because we haven't seen a case like this at the federal criminal level yet. This is the first one of its kind, and so they're trying to take existing laws and apply them to a novel situation, and I think it's a stretch, as do a bunch of other people. However, a lot of the attorneys for some of the defendants, like the coaches and the Adidas executive and one of the runners who who have actually been charged in court, tried to dismiss the actions on the same basis as the ones that uh, me and Rick Pitino's lawyer discuss, and the judge didn't go for it. That doesn't mean that if it goes to a jury, they won't decide that, that these are not crimes. They still could, but right now the charges still stand. Are you surprised in the least bit by all this news that came out, or did you expect this uh, to eventually come out? Well, I expected more players and coaches to be implicated because I had heard that there were FBI wiretaps. I didn't know the extent of them. Now we know that there are 3,000 hours plus of FBI wiretaps. So I would be shocked if there weren't more coaches to be exposed in the future. And the reason is that if you think about the situation, it was a runner named Christian Dawkins whose primary purpose was to solicit players to sign with an NBA agent. And at the same time, he was trying to open his own agency and build connections with coaches. So Day-to-day, his business was talking to coaches and talking to players. Excuse me. So if you've got 3,000 hours of wiretaps on him and various other people, and this is what they do all day is talk to coaches and players, who do you think is going to be on the wiretap? Mm -hmm. And DeAndre Ayton, I mean, $100,000. Do you see that kind of 
as the pinnacle, as the top of the point of these guys getting paid. We heard about the Kyle Quinn $1,800 loan. Guys getting meals and, and cars and food here and there. Uh, is 100000 the cream of the crop, or do you see maybe a, a story coming out of a guy getting even more than that? I think in the complaint they had said somebody was trying to go for 150 and they were trying to get it down, so it seemed like 100 was the average for the top players, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really had to be somebody who was very desirable. But there are a lot of players who've been getting money. I mean, most of the NBA players that are the mega stars have probably gotten money. We saw some of their names on the expense report. So these are just the people that are getting caught right now because the FBI is trying to criminalize it. How do you think all this kind of fell under the rug for so long? Because we always knew it was happening in some capacity, but it was kind of just everyone just swept it under the rug. But uh, how did it just not get out there for this long? Well, because nobody, apparently nobody respects the NCAA or the rules. Otherwise, they wouldn't be blatantly violating them and thinking they could get away with it. Mm-hmm. Second, I don't think anybody thought that this was criminal activity because it was so accepted, because it was going on, and because technically it's an NCAA violation and people don't have knowledge of the laws or how they can be manipulated. I don't think people understood that this could be criminalized or that the, I don't think it was in the realm of possibility in anyone's mind that the FBI would come swooping in and start charging people and trying to put them in, in jail for years. Amy Dash. That's just insane. So. Amy Dash, CBS Sports Radio legal analyst uh, and host of Straight Aim with Westwood One, joining us on the Jake Brown Show. Now, um, what do you think this means, Amy, for college basketball? Does it, I mean, tarnish its legacy? Does it do anything for ratings? Uh, what do you see for the sport overall? What do you see happening because of this? Well, obviously the biggest concern is the eligibility of players and also teams, whether teams, team programs will be shut down or suspended for months or years, and whether some of the top players will not only play for those teams but ever play. It's, they're talking about a lot of people who, maybe deemed ineligible might jump right to the NBA. So you may never see them play at the college level. Are you going to continue watching? Like uh, you as a legal analyst, I mean, are are you mad at these kind of allegations coming out? No, I'm not mad. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's, um, I think that the FBI and the government like to take down top you know, top dogs, and they like mm-hmm. to make an example out of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not so sure that, that like I said, that this activity is criminal. I'm really not so sure about it. And if you want to hear more about the legalities and why we question whether it's criminal, please listen to my podcast because I talk about it with Rick Pitino's lawyer. But, you know, I think there's, a, there's like, a thirst for blood here, especially mm-hmm. with some of the bigger names like Rick Pitino. And so there's been a rush to judgment. Um, when we haven't really seen evidence against him. Even with Sean Miller, we hear that he's on the wiretap, but we don't know the context of the discussion. We don't know whether the money was actually exchanged. So the FBI has really put a lot of selective points into their um, complaints and their indictments, but we still don't know the whole story, and you have to remember that most of the information is confidential, so we may never know the extent of it. There are a lot of layers uh, to this story for sure, and I got to say your your logo for the podcast is great because it's got the little gavel as the I and crossing the A. So whoever did Thank that you. did a nice job. Well, it wasn't you, I would imagine. No, well, actually, I did work a lot on the logo with the design department, but okay. I have to give credit to the design department because they came out, up with the routes and everything like that. And and I almost went with a more traditional logo, but people 
urged me to go with this one, and so we just switched the colors around, and I wanted to get something legal in there, so they put the gavel in. Well, I like it. It works. Straight Aim on Westwood One and uh, iTunes and Amy-TV on Twitter. Amy, good talking to you again, and I'll, I'll see you soon probably. Yes, absolutely. Thanks uh, so much. All right. Take care, Amy. Bye. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I can't get enough of the soul. We're back. Thanks to Amy Dash for joining the program. Great analysis from Amy. She knows her stuff. She's got some good sources. And Rick Bettina's lawyer is a great guy to talk to right now because Rick is going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, make sure you follow her and check out her podcast. Uh, it's a good one. Amy-TV on Twitter. Uh, but it's college basketball, man. I mean, it's, it's legacy is in a lot of trouble. And who knows what's going to happen with all these guys. I mean, 100,000 to Aiton, Arizona. it's not good for the sport. And it's a sport that, you know what, people love. I mean, when March Madness comes, people love. I don't think this will tarnish the sport because we kind of knew about something. We knew players were getting paid in some ways. A lot of this was kept under the radar. But now they got wiretaps and the FBI involved. And we find out if it becomes criminal. It might not just be with the NCAA. Now you got the police getting involved. Things are going to get real interesting. So great analysis from Amy Dash. Um... A couple of minutes here before we have a point star Jennifer White join us on the phone here in episode 69. Again, podcast.radio.com slash Jake Brown. iTunes, find us in the podcast section. And Spotify and follow us on all social media at Jake Brown Radio and at Jake Brown Show. Every show we do a Facebook Live and now we do it with the camera. And now we have a spotlight that is very bright in my face as we do that as well. And we are also right now on Twitter Live, a.k.a. Periscope. Um but a couple of minutes here, some some nuggets here. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with these this Vikings quarterback situation. They're all going to free agency. Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, and Teddy Bridgewater. Does Kirk Cousins become the guy in Minnesota? That's going to be something to watch for. Um, I'm very curious to see who the next Vikings quarterback will be. I'm curious to see who the Jets quarterback will be. In the NBA, there was a video that came out of Bow Wow beating Lonzo Ball in a shooting contest. Does that surprise anyone? This is Calvin. This is Like Mike. Maybe my favorite basketball movie, Like Mike. I don't know why they made a second one, but I'm not surprised by Bow Wow winning. He had the shoes, man. It's all in the shoes. But he did it without shoes, which is why people are like, ooh, interesting. But very underrated movie. Two of my, two of my more favorite movies that... Most people probably would not think of that good are Like Mike and Fighting Temptations with Beyonce and Cuba Gooding Jr. I don't know why. I love the mu- the music in Fighting Temptations. And I've always wanted to kind of be part of a gospel choir. I wanted to be the fat Jewish white guy in the black gospel choir. That's my calling in life. Um, I haven't done it, but those are two underrated movies. But that doesn't surprise me. Zaza Pachulia won't be punished for falling on Russ, which was clearly intentional. Zaza's dirty. We know it. 
and they've had a long rivalry and a history here where it couldn't be more obvious that Patchouli did it. But there just isn't enough evidence, kind of. It looks accidental. We know it's not, but there just isn't enough evidence for them to kind of suspend Patchouli. Maybe you find him, but reports saying that he won't be disciplined at all, won't be fined or suspended. The Knicks have finally entered tank mode. They're playing the youth, which is good. Trey Burke is getting time and playing well. Again, the Knicks are the, probably the worst third-quarter team in the face of the planet as Jeff Hornacek finished his job, his job here in the last 20 games, not coaches for it because he's already gone. Um, Ka- Kawhi Leonard could return in March to the Spurs finally. It looks like he's ready and just doesn't want to play. That has just been a nightmare situation with the Spurs and Ka- Kawhi Leonard. He, I don't think, wants to be there. I don't think he's liked how they have handled him with his injury. So... I don't know how long that that relationship will last. As 20 games left in the NBA, baseball spring training is underway as the Mets try and stay healthy. I mean, everyone's getting hurt already. Syndergaard's throwing 101, which is awesome to see. I mean, you love it. So I'm glad about that. Um, But not a ton going on in sports. That's why we had a lot of beef, a lot of porn. Coming up next is Jennifer White. And Jennifer White... You can follow on Twitter at xJenniferWhiteX. Just make sure your safe search is off and there's no one around you because a lot of stuff she does retweet, as we'll check right now, um, is surely X-rated. I mean, there's a reason she's xJenniferWhiteX on Twitter. There's a lot of just straight-up videos that will come out. Some interesting notes about her when we did interview her. She said she loves gangbangs, and she said that she once had like 39 guys with her at once, and I'm going to try and address this because that seems very alarming. And just too many dicks at one time. It just seems just 39 at once. So we'll talk to her about that. But she seemed to enjoy it very much so. (laughs) It just seems like too much to handle. I mean, I don't know if a girl, it seems like two is is already enough. When you 37 more, it's like you're you're on uh, the BQE or something. BQE, the BQE of dicks. You're in the Jersey Turnpike on a Sunday, Sunday on a or Memorial Day on the Jersey Turnpike is Jennifer White's favorite, apparently. As Corson looks to her Twitter right now to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually looking up the uh, ladies. I was looking up the the clerk's quote. I can't remember what the number was. I think it's close to that number. So that'd be a funny sound effect to play, but I, oh, yeah, no baby. way I could find it. <laughs> that number is. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven is the number from Clerks. Thirty-seven dudes? Yeah. Oh my goodness. She's taking a lot. And we'll, she'll take a lot here over the phone because it won't <laughs> be in studio. Well, we only got one here for her. It's me speaking to Jennifer White on episode sixty-nine. Thanks everybody for listening. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on social media, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show. Wrapping episode sixty-nine. We'll go to the sixty-ninth minute, the nicest episode of the show. With porn star Jennifer White, right here on the Jake Brown Show. Next. And we're back for the final segment of the Jake Brown Show, radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. Episode 69, as we take you 
into almost the 69th minute of the show. Pretty precise timing. Uh, Gronk would be proud of me for this. Um, joining us now for the final segment, you heard Amy Dash before we talked the sports, we talked the legal problems at NCAA. Uh, I talked movies. I talked uh, my beef with what what's going on in the last week and just life in general. And joining us for the final segment now is Jennifer White. You can follow her on Twitter at xjenniferwhitex and Instagram as well. Uh, you may have seen her work before if you are a man, single or married. Um, I'm curious how many married men and um, watch porn or. Uh, at least don't admit to it. I'm sure everyone does. Uh, but Jennifer, uh, how you doing? What's going on? I'm pretty good. Uh, I'd have to lose my voice here. <laughs> I know. I know you're you're a West Coast. You're on the West Coast in New York. You're trying to get used to this time change, and I know it's rough because it's basically 8 a.m. Even though it's 11 here, you're used to it being 8. Um, right. But glad to have you on. And uh, uh, we talked a couple of years ago on Brown and Scoop. Um, as my old co-host was calling you Jennifer Black, I'm not going to do that coming from a uh, 27-year-old white Jewish guy. Uh, but uh, just what's going on with you? What's what's the latest? What what are you up to? Uh, the latest. I've just been, you know, traveling a lot, trying to, um, yeah, just building my brand. I uh, just had my 30th birthday. Which oh. kind of Happy birthday. <laughs> when was that? That was on the seventh. Oh. Two days after mine. We're both Aquarius. I'm I'm the twenty twenty uh the fifth, February fifth. Oh sweet. There you go. I knew I liked you <laughs> <laughs> Got a c got a couple of years on me, although I obviously look older. Um <laughs> all right, so let's let's talk about array of, of things. First off, do you do you ever get recognized in the streets, uh, either L.A. or wherever you are? Does that happen often? Uh, surprisingly, yes. <laughs> and, and what happens? How, how, does that, how does that go when you run into someone like who knows you? What happens? Um, I'm just, you know, whenever they come up to me, they're usually really, really nervous, so I can tell that. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, I just try to make them feel comfortable, give them a hug. Uh, they ask for an autograph. <laughs> Depending on how busy I am at the time, I'll usually give it to them to take a photo, whatever. I'm cu uh, I'm curious how the conversation goes. Are they like like I enjoy your work, Jennifer? Like what like what do they say? Uh, some people will just straight up ask, you know, hey, are you Jennifer White? And some people will be like, they'll shit me a look, like they know me from somewhere, but they can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and some people won't say anything at all. They'll just shoot me a tweet later and be like, "Hey, were you at this place?" Yeah, that's that's interesting position to be in. Um, but I'm I'm sure part of you enjoys that. Um, I mean, if it's a good-looking guy, a lot of these guys could be uh, weirdos. Um, but when when you're doing porn, Jennifer, are you? Do you get into like? Do you get into the the storyline? I know a lot of people when they watch porn, the storyline's big. Whether it's you know incest, whether it's wh whatever topic it is, uh, do you feel like feel it when you're doing it? Like, do you get into that storyline, or is that just more uh, for the person watching it? Um, I actually I like getting into the storyline mm -hmm. just because I grew up doing uh, musical theater, so. Hmm. 
I like to incorporate, you know, acting, whatever I can. And um, it's a lot of fun. I don't know about incest, but. <laughs> well, that was just an example. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's so many examples. I mean, gangbangs, all this stuff. Um, it, right. It's interesting. I think the storyline is important. And a lot of people who do watch, uh, they enjoy the story. Obviously, we all skim through it and uh, get to parts we like. But I think. Uh, I don't. I don't think meaningless sex, I guess, turns people on as much as as there's a story behind it. So I'm wondering, you in the moment when you're in the sheets, it's like, all right, let me let me get into this. And that's interesting. You said you have a musical theater background, uh, which which plays a part. Um, so maybe more acting and maybe movie roles are down the road for you. Yeah, I love that. That's definitely a goal of mine. Kind of cross over the mainstream side but i don't think i'll ever leave the adult industry altogether what i definitely like to branch out Mm -hmm. what is the most thrilling part about i mean i mean we all i mean if you don't love sex you're probably not a beating heart um but but (laughs) what what's the most thrilling part uh about the industry for you most thrilling part um Probably just the fact that I get to make a living doing doing what I love the most. Like mm-hmm. no one says there. This is what I make it, made a career out of, but it's really really awesome. Do Been you, doing it nine years now, so if it was love and fun, I definitely have moved on by now. <laughs> so, so you you got in when you were around twenty one. So you, you popped a bottle yeah. and then did porn. I mean that's I mean that's incredible turn of events right there um <laughs> did you have a favorite porn star going in um before you got in that i mean you've met and you've you've banged and it, it was like everything you imagined or has that not happened yet uh i when i first got in i really looked up to i don't know if you know who kelly wells is or uh aurora snow but they're both retired now but mm-hmm. um yeah, those are like the two main girls, and Lisa and three main girls that I uh, looked up to, and and I definitely mentors of mine. And Lisa and used to be my agent, so hmm. I definitely picked her brain as much as I could. She's an amazing businesswoman and one of the most famous porn stars on the planet. So. Yeah, and, uh, and we know Lisa Ann well. I've, I've interviewed her before. I've uh, been to her comedy show. Uh, she did a paid or paying comedy show in the city. Uh, was the last probably the last time I saw her. Um, but that's interesting. She was your agent. And you're right. She, I mean, killed it. And now she's doing a post career, post porn career, still doing porn stuff, but doing sports radio as well and series XM radio. Um, so yeah. she she really has kind of been the model. Uh, for a lot of you guys, were, were there guy porn? So I don't know how it works. I don't really know guys porn star names like I would some girls. Um, but were there guys that you watched that uh, you've got to work with that I mean either lived up to the potential or were disappointing? Uh, yeah, I used to watch a lot of Rocco's to Freddy's porn. And, um, I actually got to work with him about. Like four or five years ago, which was like, you know, anything about Rocco? He he never comes to the states, so he's in uh, Italy. So he's only out here maybe once every four or five years. So I really lucked out on that one. 
like getting to work with him. That was really an amazing, amazing experience. What was it like working with? I mean, have you worked with Mandingo or no? Is he retired? I don't even know. <laughs> I have, yeah. I sat next to Mandingo. <laughs> That, I mean, is, isn't that guy's dick like two feet long or something ridiculous? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a toddler's arm, but. <laughs> oh my god, that is, it is just unbelievable. Um, do, you, do I mean, do you prefer working with? I mean, a black guy like with a big? With, I guess we we call it. I mean, we're gonna get X-rated on this show, so I don't care. So a BBC. Do you do you prefer working with a, a black guy, or does it not matter? Oh, I like the whole cock salt. Shape, sizes, colors, doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, favorite sex position? Um, vaginal. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> covering all the bases. Uh, this is 69th episode. Do you enjoy 69? I do, yeah. It's a lot of fun. You told us, you told us once, Jennifer, when we talked a couple of years ago, that... Uh, you had a gangbang that had something like 39 guys or something. Is that true? And is that still the highest number? Uh, it is true. It was called the 50-guy gangbang, but I, technically there were only 32 guys there. But there were 50 loads. So. Jeez, 30, so 32 is the number. Uh, is, yeah. is there like a Guinness Book World Record? Is the record like 1,000? Like, is there a record out there? I'm sure there is. I think there was a movie called like uh, Debbie Does Dallas or something. Hmm. It's a old old movie. I never watched it myself, but I heard the girl did like I don't know three hundred guys or something. Not all in one day, but I mean that yeah, is it was like a marathon, <laughs> sex marathon. That is in uh, Pat, my, our producer Pat just pulled up St. Clair gangbang record. Jasmine St. Clair has the world's biggest gangbang, apparently. Uh, great research, safe search off here uh, in the studio. Okay. Um, this is the Jake Brown Show with Jennifer White. Follow her on Twitter and the gram at xjenniferwhitex, and you could find it in the link to your Amazon wish list. Do, do guys get you some of these stuff from your list? I see some shoes in here, some dresses, a little lingerie. Uh, are, are they getting you some stuff here? Yeah, actually, I mean, guys have gotten me, gosh, iPads up there. Just... iPads? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> I've never bought an iPad in my life. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I mean, I, I haven't used an iPad in, like, five years, but... Uh, right, neither they're... have I, but... <laughs> they're good. I mean, if they're good on the go, and you, if if you have the little stand up thing, you stand in the bed, and there's there's porn right there. Do you do when you're yeah, not cool. doing it? Do you watch porn? Like, I feel like you do it so much, it's like you might get sick of it. But if you're just uh, at home or whatever in your hotel room, do you watch? Um, I'll watch my own scenes from time to time because hmm. I need to know like what to say to promote them, but um. Other than that, not really. <laughs> is is that so? You watch yourself. Do you ever like watch yourself to critique? You're like, oh, I could have did this better. I could have did that better. Absolutely, yeah. Because in, in order to go um, down the road, I want to become like a director, or producer. I kind of got to know like just what I'm doing as a performer mm-hmm. to make the scene look good and just. You know, different lighting, and there's all things that I need to pay attention to. 
if I uh, yeah, want to eventually direct. Um, when did you want to do porn? I mean, was there an age where it hit and you said, you know what, I need to do this? Like when you first watched, like I didn't, I honestly didn't watch porn for the first time until sophomore year of high school. So I was a little late, I'd say probably like 15 years old. Um, so definitely later than normal. Um, but what, what age was it when you realized you wanted to do it? Hmm. Probably wasn't until I was about, like, 20 hmm. that I really, like, sunk in that I was, it was something I would con- even consider. But, um, yeah, I used to work at a tanning salon. I was a, an airbrush technician. So a bunch of porn stars used to come in, and I would spray tan them. And uh, it's kind of what put the idea in my head. And then after... Uh, leaving the tanning salon, I jumped right into porn. So I'm here and nine years later. So, so you go from airbrush technician to porn star like overnight. Basically, yeah. <laughs> An airbrush technician—that is a fancy title. Uh, to work <laughs> tan. Do you do you still tan? You got to be careful with that. I spray tan. <laughs> spray tan. Okay. Um, so 20 years old and then within a year later you're doing it never look back eight years later nine years later still going strong um do you prefer working with guys or girls or no preference uh no preference as long as the male or female talent just brings their a game they actually want to be there then it always makes for a good scene so yeah no preference how long does it go? Like when you're filming one scene, I mean, we don't know the behind the scenes. We just see the, whatever, the 15, 20 minute video, but I'm, I'm sure it takes hours to get everything right, to get the angles right, uh, to get the guys, whatever loads, right. Whatever it is. Uh, how long does like one scene, one video usually take you guys? Um, when it comes to like the second, they say action to, the time that they rap, um, usually that's about like, gosh, if it's just like a regular Gonzo scene, it's about 30 to 45 minutes. Um, okay, that's not bad. Now, that's just straight sex, like, mm-hmm. but then you have um, companies, like the bigger companies, which going back to us talking about storylines and whatnot. Obviously, the dialogue and, like, the intros take a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So I've been on set before for, gosh, I think the longest was 16 hours. 16 hours? My God, that must be a lot of Viagra. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> that is unbelievable. I mean, a lot of it was just waiting around, and a lot of it was... Uh, it was a feature film. It was for it is a Captain America parody. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that's why there's a lot of dialogue, a lot of um, waiting around, you know. Yeah. But, All right, we got we got about two minutes left with Jennifer White. Uh, do you date? I mean, do you are you on dating apps or do you ever date the uh, guys you work with? How does that work? Uh, I've actually been married for married? almost nine years. Yeah. Wow. And is is he cool with with everything? 
No, he doesn't know. Let's <laughs> say, imagine like, <laughs> just go to Google real quick and then see what happens, and uh, that would that would shake things up. Um, Ninety. He's a production manager for porn, so. Oh, so he works in porn. Okay, so that that makes sense then. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so, and everything is golden. That's incredible. Um. So he he must be a good guy. And have you has he directed? Uh, stuff that you've done? Um, no, he, he just recently kind of um, ventured into the porn world. He was a carpenter before that, so he's kind of still learning the ropes. But uh, yeah, he's doing a great job. He I, he's learning stuff really fast, and I imagine him um, directing very soon. You can definitely see him doing that. This is a match made in heaven. An airbrush technician, a porn star, and now a a carpenter uh, to a guy working in porn. So I, I see why this works. It's just two very intriguing career changes uh, right. at similar times. Uh, Jennifer White, get her on Twitter and Instagram, X Jennifer White. X, uh, Jennifer, appreciate you coming on episode 69 as we hit the 69th minute. Uh, good catching up with you, and uh, enjoy your time in the big city. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. All right, Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.